welcome everyone to a very special episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am your host, Larry. And I am Justin. And it's a very special episode because this isn't a horror movie. This was a movie that was selected because Justin and I wanted to know if our patrons listened to the campfire section. So we hit a word in the Patreon section, and the first person to respond was Eddie, um, one of our patrons. Uh, he was the one who did the double feature earlier this year with the John Carpenter film and Thirst, the Japanese horror film. And uh, he picked a boy and his dog, which we had never heard of before. And But luckily, he's here to help us through it. Eddie, welcome to the show. Well, hello. I'm glad to be here. This is going to be fun. And since it is your first time with us, we always ask the same questions to new guests. So to kick things off, Eddie, what's your favorite scary movie? Uh, my favorite scary movie, I think, is maybe The Fly for, for the grossness of it. Um, but The Cronenberg one? Because, yeah, but mm-hmm. I have to say that, you know, having watched movies for 50 years that I have a lots of favorite movies. Well, you can give us your top three if you want. Uh, but again, you're making me make a list, right? So, <laughs> I mean, I love The Shining. I love I love so many horror movies. I mean, I love all, uh, you know, um, Italian horror from, you know, the Giallos all the way through, uh, you know, Inferno and Suspiria and all those Argentos. And, mm-hmm. You know, I just love so many of these movies that I spend my life literally filling my mind with them. So um, I wouldn't pick one over the other because depending on the day, I want to see something different every time. But I have thousands to choose from. So, And you uh, watch a lot, too, because you're constantly posting in the Zombie Girls Discord all the movies you're watching. And you yeah, go so through a ton. This, this year, I've been trying to do a movie a day. Okay. Um, and I'm about seven movies behind on the year so far. Uh, so I made a really big push by watching all those Marvel movies, you know. And uh, I, I have to do another little push to sort of get ahead so that I can go on vacation later this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're always up for watching a movie later on this year. Um, but we do have another question now. We've kind of tackled this before in the past with you, Eddie. And I we know you're not like a huge video game person. But do you have a favorite horror video game? Dude, I'm playing The Forest right now. <laughs> Perfect. And, and I am so digging it. Like, I, I'm having so much fun. I mean, I've died a lot because <laughs> uh, I'm really not very good at video games. Uh, like, I used to play a lot in the old days. I would I played all the Might and Magic ones on computer. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, and I've played some Left 4 Dead on the on the computer also. But now I'm using my PS4 and I'm playing The Forest and... You know, I w- at first I was averaging like three days, and then I was dead. And now I'm up to I, like I, I have a little strategy going right now where I have I'm in like 15 days in, and I have all these little things that I've set up on different islands, and I sort nice. of keep moving around, and doing little raids on the the cannibal villages, mm-hmm. and that seems to be working okay. I've, I you know I ran into the cow mutant thing, yeah, the thumb. <laughs> and, and just ran away. <laughs> I was not fighting that yet. Um, but the strategy of sort of like um, getting myself to upgrade weapons faster than anything else instead mm-hmm. of building stuff and then slowly building stuff a little bit at a time because nothing comes unless it's completed. So you can sort of manipulate it a bit. But I love that game. It's, it's so much fun right now. When I was uh, out in Utah, because I didn't have, I wasn't able, really able to make friends out there, uh, I played The Forest a lot. Um, I think Justin probably remembers. I think. Oh yeah, all the and, time. Yeah, and I found um, I found the spot, Eddie. It's by the main cannibal camp. Like you know, if you get knocked out and you get tied up, you can like cut yourself out and get out. There's mm-hmm. a little beach area by there where a river comes into it. There's a little island off in the distance. If you build on that beach, not only are you protected on two sides because of the cliff face and the ocean, but you also have an endless supply of turtles. And you can funnel the cannibals as they come after you and build traps. I think when me, Justin, Rachel, and Tuck played, when we took Rachel through it, that's where we built, right, Justin? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we have, took like weeks that. building. Yeah, yeah we spent using that spot. so much time. I I love that. And we, Justin and I, when Sons of the Forest came out, we just played that game to death. Like, I I don't even know the last time I played a video game like that. Uh, yeah, we played in the span of two days. We played 17 hours. 17 and a half hours, I think. Yeah, it was did, a lot. Did you, right by that island, did you go down through the underwater tunnel to get into the cave? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I haven't tried it yet. I have my canisters and stuff, but I've been... Uh... Yeah, if you have the canisters, you'll be fine. You can stay underwater for yeah. a long time with the canisters. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you playing on PlayStation or PC? I'm playing on PlayStation. Okay, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, I love the forest. If you, if you ever get Sons of the Forest, if you ever get a PC, I would love to play. But the next question we have for you, what is your favorite horror monster? doesn't necessarily have to be like a monster monster like mine is michael uh myers and justin is the thing from or it from it follows oh okay well that's easy for me i'm a giant fan of the creature from the black lagoon so really gilman oh yeah my my favorite by far and you and my wife are going to enjoy each other's company because that is also her favorite we have a bunch of gilman stuff around the apartment oh nice so do i (laughs) cool awesome yeah um so, do you have a favorite horror book? Uh, not really. I tend to read nonfiction um, and save use movies for my for my horror stuff. So I tend not to read horror books. I mean, I've read a lot of Stephen King, but um, you know, he needs an editor. So I've sort of faded off that too. Fair, fair. And the last question: What is your least favorite trend in horror? Uh, shitty found footage with a <laughs> thank you where they abandon why it's found footage in the middle of it. <sighs> thank you, vindication, Larry. This is fucking vindication for me. Okay, I have never defended found footage. I know Blair Witch is like my favorite horror film, and there are some good found footage. But when found I agree, there are bad, good. It, there is it is trash. <laughs> yeah. You it's know, Apollo in Blair, 14. In Blair Witch, <laughs> that one scene where they're down in the cellar there, mm-hmm. that's the horror for that whole movie. The rest of it is people wandering around not knowing how to camp and hike. Thank you. Getting lost in the woods is terrifying. I have been lost in the woods. It is not fun. Well, well I've, I I used to um, orienteer, so I, I'm never lost in the woods. All right, you're an Eagle Scout. Okay, all right, fair, fair, <laughs> fair. Uh, but yeah, thank you for answering our questions. And as we usually do it, we're going to do what's new. And Eddie, as the guest, uh, what movies you've been watching, games, books, movies, TV, what's been new? Okay, so um, let's see. Um, replacing my TV this week because my TV failed last week. Um, but on the other TV, I have been with a friend of mine, another Justin, Watching, yeah, um, you keep bringing up Justin, and I'm like, I don't remember watching this movie. I don't yeah. know what he's talking about. We have been working our way through the Puppet Master series together. Interesting. Um, by far the worst franchise <laughs> ever created in the history of franchises. <laughs> um, you know, worse than think of your worst fast food restaurant that you never want to go to. That franchise is better than this one. I've never seen a Puppet Master movie. So I've I've only seen the first two or three i don't know how many there are there are 13 or 15 oh my god if you include the crossovers to demonic toys um but it is it is literally food poisoning of movie franchises eddie you played along with us when we did hellraiser are they as bad as what the hellraiser gets like do they get that bad hellraiser would probably win emmys compared to these Wow, Justin, not Oscars. I, we are Emmys. never watching them on this show. Yeah, we can, are, I think we can watch the first one to get our like get a taste, and then you're good, probably. Well, skip the first, skip the first two. Watch the third one, which is the only decent one we've found so far. We're eight in. I, I, okay. I, can't, I can't skip. I, I have to start at the beginning. Well, except that the third one is actually in chronological order. The first one. Okay, fine. That. That is that is all. Oh, I we can go that route, Larry, and you don't mind? Yep, I don't mind that. I'd actually Fuck prefer yes. like with, with books. That, that 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 that's how I do it. Like yeah, now we're, we're at Axis of Evil, which also takes a step back into the early part of when Puppet Master created his puppets, and uh, we only one movie in, but 
they're a little better than the last, like the last one, like Legacy literally is clips of seven bad Papa movie ma- movies with five minutes of two people talking about <laughs> it. That's the whole movie. That's the plot. It's to just oh, no. show you everything you've already seen in a shitty franchise. People love those movies. People are so weird. Yeah. yeah. People are weird. <laughs> All right. Besides Puppet Master, what else have you been doing? Uh, uh, let's see. I just finished a book which was a memoir from this gentleman who um, left um, the Congo when he was a child, a te- you know, a teenager, and mm-hmm. then came back 23 years later. And it sort of, I read it to sort of, my daughter and I have been doing a lot of reading about Africa this year and history in Africa. Okay. And I wanted to get sort of a cultural reference. So I read this guy's memoir. It was wonderful. It really gave you a real insight into the culture of the people that lived there as opposed to just telling you the facts of the history so i love that awesome. uh, right right now i'm reading um uh, this woman in chicago's book she's a dj in chicago and she's sort of writing about the the history of culture and music in um black south side chicago um so far very interesting she's very busy writer you know yeah when you run into a writer who's like just has so much to say that they're bouncing yep so this one's bouncing a little bit but it's still very enjoyable like i like a lot of the music she's talking about i know so you know that it, it's a good read um like i said i'm playing the forest i'm gonna be setting my tv up this weekend and i think i'm gonna watch aliens as my first movie on it okay good choice um, good choice yeah yeah i want it's a bigger tv it's like a 75 inch so i'm gonna I'm gonna get want to see something really nice and fast, and <laughs> you know, um, and then uh, then I'll watch baseball on it. Cause, you know, hey, 4K baseball. Red Sox are better than the Yankees right now. We are we are spiraling without Judge. I I am shocked that the Red Sox are this good this year so far. They're in last place, and I'm like happy for them. Are they? I, I think no. I think the Yankees are behind them now again. Maybe, but you know, it's it's like we're above 500 when I thought this team was gonna win like. 70 games so. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then i'm it's blueberry picking season at my house because i have a lot of blueberry bushes so i'm oh, out cool. every day picking blueberries and hopefully i'll make some jam and bring it along in october i would love that yeah so that's that's about what i'm doing these days all right perfect justin how about you can you tell us about any of your games um so uh i started um Oh my god! I just had it up on the schedule. Oh, <laughs> fucking crisis! I'm sorry. This week make is crazy. Make a word yeah. doc. You gotta yeah. pick the word no. doc. <laughs> well, it's crazy because I can't talk about a lot of the stuff. Um, <laughs> I have been playing. Uh, I started playing Dante's Inferno. Okay. Uh, that's in two weeks. Two weeks. I, yep. Yep. Yes. Um, it is exactly. Um. Sorry, I'm also half looking up to see if I can talk about what the other thing I'm playing. Uh, no, I can't. Okay. Um, so it, it is exactly what I remember. Uh, it's basically God of War set in hell. Uh, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it so far. It. I grabbed I'm, it from the library. Too, so it's I am very right interested to see what you think about it because you are a little more prudish than I am. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair statement. Um, and just keep in mind, we're going to hell, and you're going to see some things. <laughs> we're, going, we're going to the nine circles. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, if you go with that knowledge in mind, then you will be perfectly fine. Okay. Um, other than that, I watched Boy and His Dog this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually watched it on... They had it streaming for free on Plex. Okay. Uh, and I guess it's like a newer, cleaned-up version. Because I watched this old... Cause, do you guys know what Tubi is? Yeah. Okay. So it, it's on Tubi as well. And I went to go watch it on Tubi, and it was, like, really grainy. And, you know, it clearly hadn't been, like, upscaled or anything like that. Um, but no, and then I, I was lucky enough to find it on Plex, and it was nice and upscaled. Everything looked, like, cleaner and a little brighter, so you could actually see what was going on in the scenes. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Severance... Severin did a did a upgrade on that movie recently. Oh, okay, yeah, it was That's the one I got from the library. It was a okay. really nice polished re, uh, remastering. 
okay yeah that that's the one i watched uh is fantastic um other than that i'm continuing my venture bros rewatch to get ready for the movie um probably gonna start metalocalypse here this weekend um because that movie comes out in august uh, I'm playing like four games that I can't talk about. I kind of half told Larry about one that I'm r- really excited and is re- it's so fucking weird and I'm excited to talk about it next week when I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that like weird RPG one. Yep. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, kind of got back into listening to some audiobooks on the on the daily now. Uh, nice. I'm halfway through the second Reckoner's book in the Brandon Sanderson, one of his series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. What else did I do? I just fucking worked a bunch and been playing a bunch of games that I can't talk about. Mm-hmm. What about you, Larry? Uh, so for TV, it's just been wrestling and like cooking competition shows, so nothing really to report there. I watched a ton of movies. So I watched Goosebumps 2. How? What, what did you think? Um, so I don't remember a hundred percent the tone of goosebumps one but goofy it's goofy and so this was goofy too and that was awesome i love like you told me slappy was the main focus and I, that just yeah. made me so happy i did not know that jack black was in it so when he showed up i was happy yes i told i specifically told you he was not mm-hmm. because and, i wanted you to be surprised <laughs> and, I, and i was and i liked it like it's not like the best thing ever but like oh god no it's fun and so i i enjoyed that uh, then I watched The Great Outdoors. Have either of you seen that film? No. With, I don't remember it. So it's, I mean, it was it was with John Candy, right? Yeah, John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, J- Justin, uh, John Candy. Yeah, I have seen it then. Yeah, they go out camping in the middle of the woods, and Dan Aykroyd is his brother-in-law, and he's like this pompous douchebag. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and it ruins the family vacation. It's it's just fantastic. I love like anything with John Candy I'll watch, and I'm happy. Uh, I watched The Final Destination um, in preparation for our next crossover with Scream Queens. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'll keep that quiet. Uh, I watched Hocus Pocus for a specific reason. Um, I am continuing on my Julia Roberts rom-com visit. Did, I, I'm sorry. Did you say for a specific reason? Yeah, I'll get to it at the end. I'll get to it at okay. the end. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I watched My Best Friend's Wedding. Okay. I hadn't seen it before. I did not like it as much as uh, Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Why do I keep saying women? Pretty Woman. Um, way better than Runaway Bride. Uh, the hardest part is that the, the love interest, like the friend that she's like trying to ruin the wedding for, is just like really unattractive and a giant dick. Okay. And so it's hard. It was hard for me to like, kind of get behind that. But she's fantastic. I watched Willow for the first time. Uh, I am very so I saw that you put Willow in there and I have been avoiding the chat because I also loved Willow growing up uh huh um, and I want to know what you think about it it's amazing like I think even if Val Kilmer wasn't in it I would still find it it's just got so much heart and it's got like weight to it like it feels like a little bit more adult than like a regular kids movie but it still has like that kids movie vibe um, the, the back end of that is really dark. That movie. Yeah, when she turns them all into pigs and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that movie was fantastic. Like that's gonna be one I, I'll definitely. Cause I watch a lot of movies too. I usually don't go revisit them. Um, but it was just wonderful. It was just fantastic. Like Val Kilmer was icing on the cake, but even if he wasn't on, the cake was still delicious. So. If you want to play a very hard RPG, okay. Uh, track down. Uh, obviously through emulation <laughs> um, the Nintendo Willow video game it is a fantastic it is amazing okay I'll do that we, we need to set up my emulation anyway for some of the games we're talking about doing so yes um, help me remember that because I would love to do that because I know Super Mario RPG was one we were going to emulate but I don't have to anymore because it's coming to Switch so oh yeah the new oh man uh, soon I watched Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. That is the next one on my um, AFI 100 films for 100 years or whatever. That they're top 100 movies. Um, Justin, movie. so Eddie, you've seen it. Justin, have you seen it? No, but you told me the premise, and I remember 
watching trailers for that other really shitty Ashton Kutcher one. So the Ashton Kutcher one is like a comedy. Like it's just like a play of okay. comedy, which makes sense. I mean, Bernie Mac and him are very funny people. This one is funny at times, but it's also very serious at times. And it is. Okay. Because it's been a little, it's been like a day now since I've watched it. It might be one of my favorite movies I've ever seen in my life. Interesting. Every not what I not what I expected you to say. You should have heard me yelling Sydney Portier when I was listening to the oh, last part. I know I was <laughs> blanking, and I had to have Devin phone a, had to phone a friend. It Justin, it is just every single actor in that movie, and the cast is pretty tight. Like it's like pretty much just like six or seven people. Every single actor in that movie is fantastic. Catherine Hepburn, who's Devin's favorite actress ever. She won in, she's actually the only person who won an Academy Award for this movie. Um, and she has a scene in this movie that's amazing. I thought it couldn't be topped. And then Spencer Tracy has like the last big monologue of the movie. And it's just it's just so good. I I was blown away. I, I, I truly was. Like it is it is easily in my top five movies I've ever seen. Interesting. Okay. I, okay. I, I loved it. Um, you know, you're gonna say this again and again. You know, in the '90s, I was doing that AFI list. Okay. And and there are just so many. You're you're gonna be just amazed. Well, the next one I know is going to be good because it's Unforgiven, and I've seen that. So that's gonna be a blast too. I haven't seen it for a while, but I loved that movie when I was younger. Have you seen Unforgiven, Justin? Mm, I maybe. It's a, I don't it's a know. western with Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, and um. Morgan Freeman? Uh, no. Okay. No? <laughs> and then the other movie I watched was Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was a... Amazing. It was the first time I had seen that movie from start to finish without any pauses and not on TV. God, that is... I love that movie. <laughs> I cannot believe Disney signed off on so much of that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a different time. Um, I'm I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I'm not sure how it holds up. It held up great. Okay, good. It was um, great. again, if you want to play a very weird video game, find the Hugh Framed Rogers Rabbit video game. Uh, I used to play that every day with my brother. Was it on the NES? Yep. Okay. So little time. Games. Uh, I haven't been doing the dailies on PTCG Live, but probably every other day. But that's because I finally started Crisis Core, uh, the remaster on PC. Um, I'm about 10 hours into it. I mm -hmm. only just got to Chapter 5. And it's a lot of fun. The, the, the battle mechanic is super easy. Like, you, you could equip materia and you kind of just use them. And you have like an MP gauge and an AP gauge. But, like, once you get Darkness, you just put like a bunch of HP plus on in Darkness. And Darkness works like in Zen 2. Where like you just like drain your health and kill people, mm -hmm. so it's super easy. But there's 300 missions, and I only have like 31 percent of them done because they unlock slowly over the course of the story. Oh, lovely! So, so I I I don't know if I'm gonna get around to it. I love it. So I played it on the PSP, and like it was a it's a great time waster. Um, I'm going for the 100 percent completion, so I'm following a guide to make sure I don't miss anything, but. I'm enjoying it. The voice actor for Zach, I wasn't a fan of, but it has slowly grown on me. Mm, that reminds me. What's his last name again? <laughs> Do you remember? Zach of the game? Yeah. Fine. Zach Final Fantasy VII. What is his last name? Since you're Googling it. Uh, Zach we we Fair. It. Yeah, it's Zach Fair. I knew Played that. by. Okay, so. Because we talked about this last time, I yeah. need to do this now. Um, Zach Fair, voice actor, Crisis Core. Okay. Um, where the hell is this? No. Um, right. But yeah, I, I actually just got to chapter five today. I just did the trophy for the sit-ups. I hate, mm. sorry, sorry, squats. I hate squats. <laughs> Whenever Final Fantasy makes me do that, I get so mad. And it's always like a jump rope. The jump rope of nine, I'm just going to do what I did when I got the trophy for it on PlayStation and just download. Like and, a script? Yeah, because I'm not doing that. So uh, in 
when it first released in 2007, Zach was voiced by Rick Gomez, okay. uh, the actor who played him in Advent Children. Yes. Now it is Caleb Pierce, who is the person from Reunion. Okay. So it, we're, yeah. Or sorry, um, from the remake. Yeah. So the voice, it's, it, it has grown on me, but at first it was like, it sounded so high pitched, but as I keep playing, it's been fine. Um, books. Oh, my computer went into rest mode because I didn't touch my mouse for a long time. Uh, books. I finished in the miso soup by Ryu Murakami. Have you guys heard of this? Have you heard of Ryu Murakami? No. He is a horror author uh, from Japan, and he's the one who wrote the book. The film Audition is based on a great movie. Yeah. I still and have not seen that movie. Either have I. Actually, I've only ever seen like bits and pieces of it, but never like the whole thing. Um, but in the miso soup, I don't want to spoil anything. It's very short. It's like 200 pages. And actually daddy over in zombie girls, I, I posted and she had read it before too. So that was super cool. Um, it's the book that American psycho wishes it was. Okay. Because it, it's like talking about Japanese culture and like also mm-hmm. like it's, it's place in like the global politics and stuff. And like, it's, it does have, like, some of that, you know, just we read American Psycho, obviously. Like, it has some of those vibes. Okay. Um, but it's done in a way that isn't, like, disgusting. Like, it's still, like, brutal to read, but it's not, like, awful. Okay. Um, I really liked it. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, almost finished Artemis Fowl 2 in my audiobook, and then I started uh, just yesterday Anti-Matter Blues, which is the sequel to Mikey 7. Interesting. You you got a lot going on. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't have kids, which is yeah, that's fair. Which helps. And then the other thing is, I, I mentioned that I watched Hocus Pocus, and the reason for that is on Saturday, Devin surprised me because I wasn't going to get it, and she bought me the Hocus Pocus Lego set. Oh, nice! Right. It took me seven hours. Wow. I have never built a Lego set that long. It the detail in this house like like both sides of the roof open up like there's a ton of moving parts on it and like there's a lot of like references throughout like, the black blank candle obviously like a bunch of drawers that open up and have like little secrets hidden inside of it it is absolutely amazing i had so much fun sitting there like i literally started it i watched hocus pocus i watched like the disney 25th anniversary special sing-along thing they did for it I watched wrestling and I watched like a two episodes of MasterChef and I was just trying to get it like build it because I didn't want to stop because of the cats. I wanted to get it built and put it up and display it. And did you rewatch Hocus Pocus too? No. Why not? Because wrestling came on, of course. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, it's super cool. It's super super cool. I'm actually, it's like where the shelf it's at now. I can't display it in a way where you can like open things up. It's kind of just like all as the house. So I'm trying to find like a special shelf where I can like have it display where people can like look at it and spin it around and like open up some of the windows and stuff. But yeah, um, quick show news note. Um, make sure everybody sticks around for the. Uh, cl- the closing segment because we are going to review the crappy horror films that the patrons have selected for us this season but before that we need to talk about a boy and his dog justin hit the music well i'd say she certainly had marvelous judgment average if not particularly good taste <laughs> particularly good <laughs> <laughs> a boy and his dog can go walking. A boy and his dog sometimes talk to each other. Eddie, I think the first thing before we get into background, before we summarize the plot, before anything else. Uh, the, the contest was you could pick literally any movie ever made and we would review it. Why did you pick A Boy and His Dog? <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking in terms of like any movie ever made. When, when you guys like presented that, I thought 
I should pick something I know they probably have never seen that is something they'd probably never see unless somebody forced them to watch it. So I picked Boy and the Dog because it's a 70s movie, which is when I grew up. And I figured you guys are younger than me. You wouldn't have seen it for that reason. And it's science fiction, not necessarily horror. And uh, and it's bizarre, like you wouldn't believe. It is certainly It is bizarre. very weird. Although I will say after, and I actually talked to Larry about this today, after watching it, I can see where quite a few video games have gotten their inspirations from. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Not, not only that, but I can also see like some later movies. Like, there's like a, a lot of things, and that we're, that's actually one of the segments of this kind of review we're going to do is like things we have can tell that kind of either watch this or at least knew about it because they definitely pulled inspiration. But yeah, yeah, I have a few of those, so I'll save I'll save those. Perfect. Well, with that, Eddie, why don't you tell us the background? Okay. This might be a little long. Be ready. Perfect. Um, a Boy and a Dog is a post-apocalyptic science fiction film from 1975. It's adapted from a novella written by science fiction writer Harlan Ellison, starring Don Johnson, Suzanne Benson, Albie Moore, and Jason Robards, with Tim McIntyre doing the voice of Blood the Dog. Harlan Ellison developed the script, but developed writer's block during the process, Director L.Q. Jones finished the writing. Ellison was not happy with the results, in particular, some of the dialogue he claimed was too misogynistic. Uh, he later acknowledged that at least the last line of the film made the film a bit more commercially viable, which you played. Um, to understand A Boy and a Dog, you really have to understand Har Harlan Ellison. He was a popular science fiction writer from the 50s until his death in 2018. Um, he was known for his speculative fiction, and this is speculative fiction because it's an alternative future, and his abusive personality. Uh, he was known to have many quarrels and disagreements with those he worked with, famously in a disagreement with Ace Books, who were printing cigarette ads next to his articles. Ellison made a point to send them at least two dozen bricks um, with postage due on them in the mail, as well as sending them a dead gopher. Uh, when Stephen King asked him to provide a description of himself and his work for, for um, the work he did in Dance Macabre, Ellison sent the following. My work is four score for chaos. I spend my life personally. Gadfly is what you call someone when you are no longer dangerous. I prefer troublemaker, malcontent, and desperado. I see myself as a combination of Zorro and Jiminy Cricket. My stories go out from here and raise hell. From time to time, some denigrator or critic with umbrage will say of my work, he only wrote that to shock. I smile and I nod precisely. Um, also on this, this film was directed by uh, L.Q. Jones. Um, he has over 150 credits as an actor on IMDb, but he's, he's only directed a few things, this being the second film he ever directed. Um, he's more known, um, and I know him from, he was a, he's always been a cowboy in the Peckinpah movies. Okay. Um, and is probably most famous for um, being in The Wild Bunch. Oh, okay. Which is a great, great Peckinpah movie. Um, then um, Don Johnson stars, he's our lead Vic. Uh, one of his earlier roles, and then from this, he, he nailed the role of uh, Crockett on Miami Vice, a very popular show in the 80s. Yep. And then later was Nash Bridges in the Nash Bridges show. Um, and has gone on, he's been in a lot of movies lately, like he, uh, Tarantino has used him. And he's, he's back in the, in the swing of things. He's never really stopped acting, but, you know, popularity comes and goes. Um, I, would, I would move on the plot, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. This is... Okay. This is, the floor is yours, Eddie. Where is, I'm, I'm just listening. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I, I do want to say something about McIntyre, though. Okay. So, so Tim McIntyre wasn't going to be the original voice for, for Blood in this movie. Um, originally, they were going to go after James Cagney to be oh. the voice of Blood. Really? Yeah, but James Cag Yeah, but the producer suddenly thought, he's too well known. 
You okay. can't use them. So they went for a, a character actor, and that's how we ended up with, with that, you know, with Blood the way he is. Justin, James Cagney was the star of that Yankee Doodle Dandy movie I talked about last week. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So the plot is Vic, a young man who was never taught morals, and his telepathic dog Blood roam an apocalyptic wasteland that was the United States after World War Four. Thinking only of having sex and finding food, the dog, <laughs> the the duo, use their contentious relationship to successfully seek both. Uh, enticed by an attractive woman, Quilla Jones Holmes, a dweller in an underground conservative idealized society called Topeka, after the city <laughs> where it now sits under, uh, she convinces Vic to leave Blood and join her in the town. The town committee of Topeka wishes to use Vic as a breeding as breeding stock to replenish their gene pool. Quilla wishes to use Vic to overthrow the, the council. Vic wishes to get laid as much as possible. <laughs> Things don't work out as planned, and Vic and Quilla escape to the surface together. After finding blood near death, Vic is faced with the decision to leave with Quiller or do all he can to save blood. And we'll leave it at that for people that want to watch this movie. Okay, and then from now on, though, spoilers ahead. Uh, yes. Let's talk our thoughts on plot. Um, Eddie, what are your thoughts on the plot of this movie? Uh, well, this plot is, is simple in thought, complicated in execution. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it's bizarre. Well, actually it's not too bizarre because being speculative fiction yeah. in this world, Kennedy survived his assassination in 1963. And, and then after Johnson finished his first term for him, Kennedy was then, they show it in the beginning. Kennedy was elected again and again and again, mm -hmm. led us through world war three and then into world war four. Um, having survived, he was focused more on the Cold War during that time instead of Johnson, who switched to to um, domestic stuff. Yes, you know, civil rights and that kind of stuff. So, um, so interesting in that way. Like, you know, that that that's where they went with it. Um, I think, but but how it plays into the movie is the reason there's more men than women. A breeding age is because the men were in the front lines fighting the war when the bombs were dropped in the cities back home so most of the women that were back home got killed okay so that's how we get that uh, set up so now all the guys are horny <laughs> because there's not enough women supposedly um so i think they're they're leaving out different kinds of relationships you can have but that's fine <laughs> You know, it, it's they they can choose their it's own. It's been plot sixteen device. or six weeks. Was it six weeks or sixteen weeks? I think it was, it was like well, the six. It was days. It wasn't even yeah, longer. Yeah, weeks. World War Four lasted five. No, days. I mean how long our hero had gone since yeah, well, I think it was hero like, I think in it was, quotation oh, yeah. marks. <laughs> I think it was like sixteen days. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Yes. It's yes, been sixteen I, days. Okay. <laughs> Relationships don't exist after sixteen and days. Apparently. All I know is I threw it in. Devin was laying next to me reading a book, and then he's like. When he goes down there and she's like, the first girl has been murdered or whatever. He's like, there's not even anything left for me to use. And I was like, wow. That, that, that was. And she looks at me like, what are you watching? I was like, I didn't pick this one. <laughs> this was not one of my picks. <laughs> okay. So I actually really appreciate the background because it definitely fills in a lot. And it definitely sets the tone for the world. Um, we get the. We get into him going to that camp and everything. I, I actually liked when he attacked those raiders. Mm -hmm. That was a cool scene. I enjoyed that. Like when they were digging the hole yeah. and he came and attacked? Yeah. But what else? What else about plot? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I can go easily. Yeah, I, I, I weirdly, <laughs> uh, as like weird as this plot is in when you kind of look at like the grand scheme of things um i really enjoyed it i think it obviously had some 
times where I was trying to figure out what was going on. Um, but it was like so out of left field that it almost felt like believable. Like I could see America being like this after world war four. Um, and I, I really appreciated the fact that I could see where a lot of games that I personally enjoy a lot, like took a lot of inspiration from this and like the whole thing with the underground society and like why they couldn't breed was like, like interesting. And I, I don't know, they, they managed to like keep my interest throughout, even though, even if some of it was very weird, yeah. um, the one thing I wish we got to see were the screamers. Is that what they were called? Yeah. Although, yep. did we want to see them? I did. <laughs> uh, did you? Yeah. So they're they're really well described in novel in the novella, but they chose um, they didn't have the budget to really create the monster that they was described, so they just skipped it all together. They made a noise. Oh, okay. I <laughs> mean, they're radioactive pussy mutants right so yeah so <laughs> so when i when it started i was like oh god oh god what is this going to be um i enjoyed it for a very similar reason that justin said and even specifically for me it's the fallout connection um which we'll get to kind of later in the review uh I want to save the ending for like the final thing we talk about. But the one problem that I kind of did have, and maybe this is just me, but when he left the dog, I... Oh, I was very upset. I was very, very So mad. I had a... So Michelle and I actually paused the movie and we talked about this for a minute while it was happening. Okay. We had just seen him basically sling the dog over his shoulders and carry him already. Yeah. He, he could have done that. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I'm glad I'm I'm glad he didn't because I think the dog would have died down there. Yes, I agree. But when it was happening, I was very upset. Yeah, I yeah. Well, this I mean, I think they set up the characters right for that though, because you know it's a very contentious relationship the two of them have, and even though they look out for each other, I think that particular scene that they're going for. Let's just show you for this young man what the power of the pussy is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and that he's he can't turn that down, right? No, and I, I think you're totally right. And it's just, it's the one that got one over on him. He's got to go like make it right. I, I, I was not lucky enough to have a dog until I was older, and I just, of the things in my life that that rank, it is Devin, and then right behind it is those dogs, and I just mm-hmm. I could not imagine. And it sets up the ending, by the way. Which like that, is the perfect you know. segue, Eddie. Uh, I watched this movie before Justin did. Yes. And he was like, so what did you think? And I said, it's it's weird. It is something. But the ending made it all worth it. Because when it fades to black and he killed her, and then it's just him and his dog walking off into the sunset made the entire thing for me I, I called it as a joke like a little bit earlier when they, when they came out and it happened and i was just so happy it was it made me so happy I... it shows you though that it shows you that there was actual story arcs there mm-hmm. it wasn't just like here we have this horny kid blah 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 yeah there was an actual story arc there for that character absolutely and i just like dog talking about how he got full eating her and stuff it was it it just really made me happy i i that alone like that it felt real it felt like something that a young man would do right like he would especially after he betrayed the dog one time wasn't going to do it again for someone who had just betrayed him too it just like i don't know it it the whole vibe of the movie i felt that ending was perfect and it wrapped that whole thing up in a nice little bow yeah, I agree. I mean, um, yeah. uh, so when it faded, when it faded to black, I was like, "Oh, ha ha!" ha like, I bet they're gonna eat her. Just kind of like <laughs> joking. And then it came back, and I think Michelle and I just like started laughing hysterically. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it really, like, 
it made the weirdness worth it. A hundred percent. I could not agree yeah, more. I, I saw this in the late 80s at the Boston Science Fiction Marathon, and they showed it at like 3 in the morning till 5 in the morning, like that time <laughs> slot. Okay. But people actually woke up and laughed at the end of this movie. Like, you know, because that's the time when you're starting to wake up, you know, for people that fell asleep in the marathon. Mm-hmm. But uh, people just were rolling at that finish of that movie. It was, it was, it's a good finish. Yeah, and it, it just, it just feels right. Like, it felt like it was earned. It didn't feel like it was out of character for either him or the dog. It was just, it was great. It made me really happy. And because of that, I was like, if you're in for watching, maybe a little bit more of a goofy, sea-ish movie. Watch this, and you'll have a good time. Oh, it's a B. It's not a C. Okay, B. B-ish movie. What would a C-ish movie be? Um, Phoenix, Warrior of the Desert, which is similar to this, except it's uh, female warriors having to fight each other off in a post-apocalyptic world. Okay. But a little, little lower budget and not quite well as well written. Intriguing. Yeah. So let's talk about Topeka for a minute. Okay. Because what a bizarre take on conservative trying to hold on to humanity they had going on down there. Yeah, Yeah. with the whole breeding system that they had going on. Because when they were talking to him about breeding, Mm -hmm. if you looked at the board behind them when they were talking... There were names of girls that weren't going to get bred with this this time and girls that were. So they were mixing the breeding every time they did it so that they didn't have the too many of the same genes in the pool. Oh, okay. Like they were they were thinking it out. <laughs> um, and there's that and there's the weird uh white face with the pink cheeks. Yeah, did the novella give like a deeper reasoning why they did that? I I have no idea why why that one is. I don't remember it from the book okay um but that that was a weird take the the fact that they were just like they were playing small town america but they had an enforcer killer robot (laughs) to sort of enforce everything yeah it was just it was the the bizarre level went from like a three to like a nine when you got to topeka so like Maybe it's all the fallout that I've played, but I was expecting that. Were you, Justin? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I assumed he was a robot. Yeah, I, I was ready for the robot. I was ready for, like, the really messed up world and, like, everything going on down there. Like, and I think it's probably Fallout 3 in New Vegas, mainly, that, like, just had me prepped and ready that's for so it. That's so funny. So I've not played those games. Okay. So I don't, I don't have that reference. So for me, it's just bizarre. But now you're, you have something to reference it and go, oh yeah, that makes total. Oh, sense. the moment he went down into the, like I thought of it as a vault. Like the moment he went down there, I was like, we're gonna get some Fallout shenanigans, and, and we did, <laughs> and, and we did. It was right on in line. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, I mean, I would even say as far as oh man, what the hell was that? There was another game that I got uh, vibes from it. Sorry, I'm trying to, like, find a way to... Here. Are you sharing it in the cast chat? Yes, I will share it in the cast chat. Uh, There's this game called um, We Happy Few. I have been looking at that for a while, but I have no idea what it is. Um, it is a, I, I don't know if you would like it, Okay. uh, but it's basically like an open world, um, like a drug. It's like all about like people taking these drugs to be happy. Okay. Um, and when you don't, you kind of see the realness of the world. Um, but the vibe of it is, uh, what reminded me of this game. Okay. They're taking taking happy pills. Yeah, basically. There's some there's some movies out there that do that. Yeah, it's and like when they stop taking it is when they kind of like see everything isn't as like nice and pristine as they are led to believe. Anyway, it's it's a very it, well, it's an okay game. Okay. Uh, it's not great. Um, 
but I, I really that was probably other than like them eating her that was probably my favorite part is when they were down there I agree uh, just because it was like it reminded me the most of things I have enjoyed before like Larry mentioned like Fallout and this other game I, I love how Jason Robards who was the leader of the committee was just so bored with having to do what he's doing yeah. like, he doesn't even think twice about killing people he's just like oh Oh, you you know you uh, walked on somebody's lawn, the farm. Yeah, it's just like the way like the way he goes about it. Like, and again, I think it's just because this movie had me in a mindset where I was ready for like the absurdity, and then plus yeah. like some of the things I have seen in Fallout, like when they pull out those lawn chairs and they just sit there and just start reading out the verdicts, and like even though they're getting away, like they just don't. We can't be bothered to care too much about it. I just found it like so funny in a, in a good way like it's like okay like yeah. this is this is cool i also like like, like like the perverted conservative value system they were trying to install like when the girl who went up there and recruited the boy to come down there and she Quilla. yeah willa and they wanted to she wanted more power she wanted to get on the committee she wanted to get more Assertive. Like, well, we'll just get her pregnant. If that doesn't work, we'll send her to the farm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like she just like so cool. Like this person just brought your next breeding stock in, and like and it, and she was really just doing teen rebellion. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just. I don't know. I. I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is this is a movie. This is interesting as it started out, and then as it went on, like I just. I had a good time, and I'm someone who notoriously really doesn't enjoy a B movie. So, I was happy with the plot. I really was, and that icing on the cake of them eating her—that's just. Yeah. <laughs> and and she got she Quilla got her friends killed for holding a door closed. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. And just watched them die, and those deaths were like a little bit more brutal than I was ready for too. Yeah, I think yeah. especially specifically like the first one. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay, if everyone is good, let's talk about acting. Eddie, take the floor. Uh, okay. Um, so for me, I would say that um, I wouldn't give great marks to to Don Johnson. Um, he was okay. Uh, I thought the the voice actor that did Blood was great. Agreed. Like literally great. Um, I thought Jason Robot was great in his limited role. Um, there's not a lot of actors here, so there's not a lot of acting mm -hmm. here. Um, Quilla, for her part, she was perfectly fine. I mean, you know, so I, I think it's a middle in score for me for, for acting. You know, it's sort of like a five-ish. Justin, what do you think? Kind of score. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I think uh, the, the voiceover for Blood was awesome. And it, like, fit his, as weird as it is to say about a dog, it, like, fit his kind of demeanor. Um, the main character i'm horrible with names you could tell me and i would forget his name in like two <laughs> seconds i'm sorry that's just how i am um vic 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 he was okay um everybody else was i would say like okay good to okay nothing like spectacular yeah passable so for me the dog was the best um, yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed him. I wasn't sure what to expect from his voice, but just that like resigned like this guy who I am with is a fucking idiot. But like <laughs> he's my guy. Like there are times where I think my dogs look at me and think something very similar. So that made me that made me laugh. Um, I thought even though I really did not like Quilla as a person. I thought that the acting that was done was fantastic. Um, I thought that she was also good too, because I, be especially like the teenage rebellion going down there, being like just being so angry with everybody and like having no loyalty to anyone except for herself, it just came across really well through her character. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed that. And then I, I'm with you guys and the rest of them. Everything else is just, it, it's just it is like you don't get a whole lot and. The, the leaders of Topeka really weren't asked to do a whole lot. So 
it's, it's like a, so I'm not knocking them down or anything. It, that was just what it was. But but no, I thought just some of the lines like in the clip, Justin, when you were playing it, um, the lead into the review section, like this reminded me of like just like like bored disdain for for the master. Like all right, mm-hmm. like okay, all right, let's go. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I mean, you can think that every time your dogs are looking at you, now they're calling you Alfred. <laughs> Maybe. I, 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 Just to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about um, other media tie-ins. Um, the big one that I had was kind of already been played. Is the Fallout stuff. Uh, Eddie, what um, ones did you have? You said you kind of had okay, some. Okay, so that's a, yeah, there's a couple. Um, so this is a predecessor to um, Mad Max. Oh, I didn't um, even think wow. about yeah, Mad so Max. This film is four years before Mad Max came out. Um, so somebody might have seen something there. Um, it, but also to um, if you've ever seen Hell Comes to Frogtown, can't say I have. can't say that I have. That's oh, with, weird. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. So you should really see that. Yeah. Hell comes to Frogtown, where where he is uh, a breeding stock guy. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope I got that right. I think that's what it is. I'm doing it off. There's the top a of my series. Head. There are four of them. Hell comes to Frogtown, Return to Frogtown, Max Hell Frog Warrior, and Toad Warrior. <laughs> my word. <laughs> Now you have a whole new area to explore. No. <laughs> no. I might watch the one for Roddy, but that that's probably going to be it. I bet you they're better than the Puppet Master series. <laughs> All right. Sorry to interrupt you. What else? Um, so I think those two are the main ones that I think of when I think about it. And I mentioned uh, Phoenix Warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, There's a ton of apocalyptic movies that came out from... 1975 all the way to like 1985 and and if you just look up apocalypse on imdb you will find a hundred movies that that you could explore you know post-apocalypse how people survived in the desert because they're all set in the desert because it was cheap and easy to make films there okay perfect interesting justin you mentioned we happy few we obviously both talked about fallout was there anything else that you could think of i mean it was mostly just those two yeah because yeah. Fallout, in particular, Fallout New Vegas was kind of the vibes I was getting, like like trying to reset society well, and stuff. And I noticed almost immediately that he called his dog Dog Meat. I know, I did too. <laughs> which was like one of your companions in Four. Fallout. Yeah, yeah, Eddie. And you have you you should play after you finish the forest. Whenever you feel like you're done with that. You can get Fallout Four on the PlayStation, and I, I think you'd like it. It's what? Okay, is that the one in Boston? No, that's three. Oh, okay. Three is also fantastic. Three, my favorite is New Vegas. Um, then it's three, and then it's four. But they, but that's all like tens to like nine point fives. Like those are like some yeah. of my favorite games that I've, I've ever played. Yeah, I like The Last of Us because I was wandering around the city I grew up in. So yeah, you know. And the same with uh, with that I think with Fallout Three will be the same, you know. Yeah, I, I think you'll really like it. Go and walk around DC and stuff. No way, Four is Boston, Three is DC. I was yeah. wrong. Yeah. So Four is yeah. So Boston's the one because, I want. Yeah. Because you have Diamond fun. City and it's it's uh, Boston's field. All right. All right. So Eddie, <laughs> we talked about the Frog Warriors. Um, we talked about Mad Max. We told you some games that you can play if you were interested. Uh, where do we go from here? Like, did the, did this, when you watched this and kind of dove into it, did it open up any other movies that you think if people enjoyed this and Justin and I, we didn't hate it. We had a good time. Are there other ones like this that you would recommend? Oh, I think I would move right to the Mad Max movies from okay. here. Like, because not only do you get you get um, this movie with with really cool cars, mm-hmm. but the later movies in the Mad Max series, you get Thunderdome, you get Tina Turner, yep. you you you, have, you know, there's a lot of goodness there, right? Fury so Road's fantastic. They'll too. Progressive, they'll progressively get better all the way through Fury Road, 
and you're going to come away from like if watching them in a in a in a line, you're going to come away feeling really good about and it. Furiosa comes out next year, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Well, does well, it now? Not now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, the actors stand their ground because if they do, I think that they'll finally be able to get some people to step in line. So. Well, you didn't hear about the stuff going around behind the scenes, did you? No, like I, you telling me about it was as we were recording is the first I heard. Um, so there's a lot of talk that they are purposely holding it until people start losing their apartments and stuff. God damn it! I know Fran Drescher looked so down when she was in that that uh, meeting, when they were doing the press conference. Yeah. Wish like, we don't know what to do. It would stuck. Yeah, they're waiting until basically they have no choice but to take a really shitty deal. Yep. <sighs> So we hope you all saved your television shows and movies in in a queue somewhere, and you can watch them now because you might not have new ones for a very long time. Yeah, that's well. On that depressing note, we're <laughs> going to play a quick commercial from a member podcast of the Kaleidoscope Media Network, and then we'll head on into the closing. Ghosts, split souls, monsters sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And on our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Okay, so I actually have a lot of show notes. So before I get to that, Eddie, do you have any social media where people can follow you? Is there a place where people can interact with you if they want some fun movie recommendations or to talk shit about the Boston Red Sox uh, where they can uh, at well, you? Yeah. So I'm... Um, Besides being on the Here's Johnny Discord, if you're a patron, you can join me there and have a nice conversation. Um, I also frequent the Zombie Girls Discord, if you're a patron of them. Um, but I mostly, at this point, I've gotten rid of my social media, my socials. I'd, I've totally gotten rid of them, Facebook, Instagram, all Good of them. Good for you. Um, and I am uh, I'm only on Letterboxd, mm-hmm. at, and I'm at Hovey1127. H O V E Y one one two seven. I've read some of your reviews and I I really enjoy them. Oh good. I yeah, I wonder if anybody ever reads them. <laughs> I used to have a I used to have a blog I ran for years called uh, Sourceport Movies. If you just search that, you'll find okay. it. And uh, I've reviewed a lot of stuff there too, back in the day. Awesome, awesome. So uh, show note wise, before we head into the campfire section for patrons, um, Rachel did pick her replacement for uh, Apostle, since we had already seen it. It's called The Borderlands. I have no idea what it's about. Yeah, either do I. So this will be interesting. That will be interesting. Next week, we are reviewing Saint Maud. Justin and I both haven't seen it. Eddie, have you seen it? I have seen it, What should we expect without any spoilers? What what, what should we... What what are we getting ready for? I I think you're going to like it. It's it's got... um... A lot of smarts to it. It's sort of scary, um, and it's nuns. So you know, perfect. I think you're gonna like it. And the last thing I have is I reached out to the patrons uh, over this last week, and I have gotten all of their crappy horror selections. I use a tournament bracket generator um, to randomly assign where the movies were going to go. And I gave Eddie, you got the number one seed since yours won last year. Oh, okay. So in the first round, we (laughs) – people picked such – Seagram picked Shark – I mean, it is bad movies, right? I I actually picked a bad movie this time. (laughs) Seagram picked Shark Exorcist, and it is going up against Ginger's selection of Children of the Corn 666. Oh, that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Also in the first round, Justin and I picked Omen 2. And then Shannon picked Velocipaster. Oh, that that actually sort of, you know, 
You could like that movie. It's so bad. <laughs> the winner of Shark Exorcist and Children of the Corn 666 will be going up against Rachel's pick, Season of the Witch, the Nick Cage film. And she said, "Interesting." Oh, and okay. she said yeah. that if it wins, she'll join us for the review, since it would kind of be a crossover with the Untitled Nick Cage show. Okay. See, the the problem is that it's a Nick Cage. Movie, I that's right? what I, Eddie. I literally just right. She could lose because I because everybody loves Nick Cage, even in his bad movies. I just can't see someone picking that over Shark Exorcist or Children of the Corn Six Six Six. But we'll see. The internet's a weird place. Eddie chose Sharon's Baby, which I looked up, and my word, uh, <laughs> that's going to be interesting, and that will go against the winner of Lhasa Pastor and Omen 2, and then we'll have the finals. So probably starting next week, I'll start putting out Twitter polls. I'll post it in the Discord and probably share it on the Zombie Girls Discord too, and uh, we'll just push the oh, bracket along. We've also, I think it's safe to say we landed on our next season. Yes, it is a little while out. Uh, Yo, very long time. But I sent a list of like 15 or 16 games Justin over to Larry. Sent me the longest list of games that he has ever compiled. Uh, I'm getting ready probably tomorrow. I'm going to sit down and start picking movies to kind of... Because the way I've always done it is three movies to one game. I feel like yeah. that gives us enough time to beat the games. Because if, if not, we would just get bogged down. So... He sent me that. Patrons, if you, Eddie, I know you listened last week on the um, the post show, Justin and I kind of broke it down. So, patrons yeah. definitely. Yeah, if you want, if you want help with movies, I'm an encyclopedia. Okay, and you also. Get well, you got to pick. You got yeah. You got to double save feature your picks. Yeah, double feature yeah. for us. Oh, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something. There's always something. All right, perfect. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Uh, patrons, make sure you stick around. We're going to head to the campfire, and Justin has a question for Eddie. So until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also, in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent. It all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.